there were some harsh numbers uh, revealed today showing more than uh, 100 people in the Edmonton Medical Zone needed an amputation because of frostbite in each of the last two years. And Alberta Health Services officials are saying it's a level not seen in the past decade. So in the 2020-2021 fiscal year, 119 ap amputations uh, with a diagnosis of frostbite were performed. And in 2021-2022, uh, that number jumped to 180. So why is it happening? Well, AHS attributes the increase to the growing number of unhoused people exposed to harsh winter conditions. Uh, as well, they're also suggesting that uh, fentanyl overdoses over the past few years are resulting in more frostbite cases as well. Elliot Tanti is the head of communications at Boyle Street Community Services, and Elliot joins me this afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Hi, good to be here, although I wish it was under better circumstances. Elliot, it seems we say that every time we talk. Uh, these numbers, uh, obviously not a surprise to you. No, I, I wouldn't say they're a surprise. They're incredibly troubling, very, very sad, but uh, they do reflect what we've seen at our downtown community centre and, in fact, at, at our programs across the city. Uh, we've seen a, a pretty drastic increase in, in amputations and people experiencing various medical conditions related to the cold weather. And so, yeah, as you said, um, troubling, but not all that surprising, unfortunately. So, Elliot, you know, you know, and one of the things that I keep, you know, and I've seen downtown and, and um, you know, when I am, when I go downtown and I'll, I'll see maybe someone um, who is in a wheelchair who is uh, living on the streets or maybe you know in and out of the shelters and they do have an amputation whether it's um, you know a toes or, or fingers maybe even a, you know a, a lower extremity and I think to myself how much even more danger that person could be in uh, still living on the streets given those circumstances um, I mean it just kind of compounds the issue doesn't it well, compound is the ex exactly the, the perfect word to describe it. Uh, you know, in our line of work, we talk a lot about the cycle of poverty, the cycle of homelessness. Um, and, and, and that cycle is perpetuated by increasing barriers. Mm -hmm. Making it more difficult to access services, and amputations and physical limitations are a massive barrier for those that we serve. Um, as you know, and we've talked about on the show, many of the much of the infrastructure uh, designed or to support these folks does not have appropriate uh, accessibility. Uh, and so, when you're living your life on the streets, struggling day to day, uh, an amputation just makes it that much harder. So, what what do organizations like yours do? do um, to to try to help limit um, severe frostbite that leads to uh, something like amputation. I know when I was coming home from uh, downtown during the cold snap, I saw warming vehicles out and about, and I know that that's a part of it, but what else can you do? Well, there's a number of different things. Obviously, we've got emergency clothing for folks. That's first and foremost. We need to get people as best dressed as possible. Uh, you mentioned some of the emergency response vehicles and and uh, services that are out there to, to support people when they're in distress uh, outside. We also do a lot of public information. 
Uh, we talk a lot about uh, you know the, the severity and the seriousness of frostbite, particularly when we're extreme uh, in extreme weather conditions. But you know, early onset frostbite can begin at low temperatures as minus five if you're not prepared for it. And so while we're doing everything we can as an organization, we're talking to people, we're providing services, we're providing warm clothing. Ultimately, it doesn't matter how much information you have, how warmly dressed. If you don't have a place to go and you're outside, uh, frostbite is, is a very serious risk and concern. And I think the, the numbers that were released uh, today reflect that in a, in a really uh, unfortunate way. Elliot, uh, HS also talking about the fentanyl overdoses over the past few years, uh, resulting in more frostbite cases. Is is that is that because uh, people are overdosing and and uh, you know being left in the cold? People aren't finding them in time. Is that is that what's happening? I think that's that's certainly a contributing factor for sure. But I think there's a there's a wide spectrum of mental health uh, mm. uh, conditions that people are facing that are impacting this number as well too. Uh, we're seeing level, uh, much higher levels of psychosis, mm. higher levels of acuity with those that we serve. Again, these are all these are all outcomes of a cycle of poverty, a homeless yeah. uh, homelessness, a system that doesn't work for people. And when you are constantly fighting every day, uh, it takes a great toll on 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 your on your your mental state and so um, substance use is one way to deal with the pain yeah. uh, of the trauma and the lives in which you live uh, and so certainly it's a contributing factor absolutely well yeah and then substance abuse you know leads to you know um, you know not feeling things and whether it's a whether it's emotions or the fact that your fingertips are freezing cold right I mean that you talk about yeah again compound 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 do you think that the information like this is important to get out there. Do you, do you think information like this can change the minds of, of people about um, uh, about um, the at-risk community in, in our city? Well, I think it's pivotal. I mean, one of the greatest challenges that we have as an advocacy organization is getting good, solid data uh, on those that we serve. They're traditionally a very difficult population to track and get information on, but they're also a population that falls through the cracks. Uh, it, it can be very difficult to get specific information specific to unhoused populations. So, you know, they, this, this data is an important tool so that we can make sure resources are directed in an appropriate way to deal with emerging public health uh, concerns and crises. And, and this is this is certainly one of them. The other thing I think it does, though, Jalen, and uh, we've spent a lot of time, I think, in the last uh, year talking about homelessness as a mm. public safety issue. Yeah. And this is really a public health issue. Yeah. And, in, and 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 where home, those that are experiencing homelessness are often um, uh, portrayed as those that are danger that they're dangerous. They're actually the ones that experience the most dangerous lives. And I think it's data like this, though it's very unfortunate and, and it shouldn't be happening. That has helped to recenter the conversation around, uh, you know, how vulnerable this population is. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, Elliot. Last time we talked, um, it was on the heels of some um, awful phone calls that uh, your organization uh, had had received, and it was uh, following along with um, the the new building that the Boyle Street Community Center was was hoping to build. Uh, we know that uh, in November the city revoked the development permit for that building. I know you guys were can you're going to try to continue to work really really hard to push for uh, for that for that building where does it stand any change on that front 
I know we're continuing to move forward with the planned relocation. I mean, ultimately, what these numbers demonstrate is that these services are desperately needed in our downtown core. Uh, Our current building is is not fit for purpose, is not accessible, um, does not have the capacity that's necessary to support uh, the increased population in our downtown core. So we'll continue to fight and push because we know these are desperately needed. And our plan is still to be on track to open before next winter, hopefully so that we can help to prevent these high numbers next year. Well, and, and you know, you talk about wraparound services, right? And and some of these people, what they would do if they if they provide more than just, a, you know, clothing or a, a place to sleep, if there's the medical there, there's the, the drug treatment. I mean, there's, there's so much more that can be done for this community in a in a fulsome way that uh, yeah. I think this the city of Edmonton needs to uh, continue to work much harder at and uh, hopefully mm, hopefully this uh, this building gets moving here sooner rather than later Elliot thank you so much for joining me thanks so much it's always a pleasure yeah. take care Elliot Tanty joining me this afternoon uh, the senior manager of communications and engagement at Boyle Street uh, Community Center so yeah the frostbite numbers and the amputations because of it um, in the last couple of years really through the roof and um, when you take a look before 2021 the number of amputations performed due to frostbite per year remained below 100 for a decade and then they popped up over the past uh, couple of years yeah I, again i know when we talk about again it's another it's another topic that can get a lot of you fired up but i think it is worth um you know having these conversations okay this is just another issue and you talk about you know some of the the issues facing our, our medical system right and uh, the, the 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 care and and all of that and 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 how affordable housing and how transitional housing could help people and and in the long term yeah you know up front it's it's pricey and i know it's it's tough it's a tough one to swallow for a lot of folks but long term if you're keeping people out of the hospital if you're keeping people out of the or room if you're keeping people um from you know those those uh, repeated visits and visits and visits and you can get them in a safe place and maybe some of that mental health treatment that they that um that some need that some want Again, I've described it as an onion. Every time you peel back a layer, there's another one. And uh, we're certainly nowhere close to uh, the middle of that onion just yet.